0: Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order, additional term supply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile.
1: Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. You, the Roller Migration and John, 92.9 FMES, ESPN on into the new year, baby, 2024. Hopefully going to be our best yeah, and hopefully you did have a pleasant holidays and New Year. I feel like there's so much to get to. I don't even know where to start, I guess, with what we saw last night. College football playoff is set. Well, the final is set. And, man, with those semifinals uh, down to the wire, both games. Certainly interested to hear John Martin's take. Looks like we're watching the last of Harbaugh at Michigan. He's hired an agent. They've got more business to take care of, though, and they'll be doing it against uh, Washington. Who came through, knocked off Texas. We will talk about that. Ryan Silverfield got a big win over Iowa State uh, since we've been gone. Uh big Liberty Bowl win, obviously. Seth Hennigan was fantastic, and the best news about all that coming off a 10-1 season is that he's coming back. Uh, City of Memphis as a new mayor officially. Grizzlies, after starting 4-0 with job things were feeling real good. Have since lost three straight. Got a winnable game tonight, though, against San Antonio That game will tip off at 7 o'clock right here on 929 FM ESPN. Like I said, so much to get to. One seeds in the uh, NFL, the AFC, and the NFC are set. We know which team will draft number one in the draft, John Martin's Raiders. And the Bears have realized we got the same number of wins, but we're feeling a lot different
2: about our ball clubs, aren't we? Well, I mean, I don't know. Uh, Until, I guess, Sunday, I would say we were feeling pretty good about the direction of, of Las Vegas under AP. So, is I that mean, what
1: we're calling Antonio Pierce now, AP? Well, it, we, Coach AP. Uh,
2: yeah, I mean, I I, I think unfortunately he un, he undid all Uh-oh. goodwill, but he gave you a good Christmas win over KC. Didn't that was a great Christmas gift? No doubt about it. That was a great. But gift. Not enough, you're telling me? I think when you take when you mm. make some of the decisions that were made in route to the loss, Indy. Yeah, okay. at Indianapolis. Some yeah. of the he well, for example, I didn't dive deep into that. He one, so. punted uh, on the Colts 48 on fourth and one in the second half. Trailing. Cost him. I mean, that's, that's pretty like, okay, you probably should not be a head coach in the National Football League. You're going to base it all on one poor decision. Well, I don't know. It's a tough— it's the locker a tough, room loves him, don't they? The locker room does love him. Yeah. And that's what—the the, the locker room loves every interim coach, though. You know, so that's something that you have to work through. So I y'all don't, didn't do it last time. We did not do it last time. That's exactly right. Which is some of the reason— But Harbaugh, though. Okay. Harbaugh. We'll yeah, you're right. He's Harbaugh's gonna, And he's got an agent. He's got an agent, new agent. Don Yee. Yee. Who is, uh, who is uh, Tom Brady's agent? Don Skiyi. Isn't that some kind of conflict? He's known agent? around NFL circles. If he's going to be Tom Brady's agent and Harbaugh, doesn't he have doesn't Tom have some sort of ownership in y'all? Correct. Yeah, that's why he's right, it's, It could be more obvious. Thank you, Don Skiyi, for bringing him to Las Vegas in this championship culture. Yes, we have a lot to get to Man, on the show. Uh, I don't know what day it is. I feel uh, like I left some things out, too. Yeah, I, I did remember the address here, which was good. Uh, it's been quite some time. I hope, hope everybody had a very happy and, and healthy and safe uh, Christmas and New Year's. And... I don't see you with any new
1: Christmas gear on. Same old grizzly sweatshirt. And...
2: Yeah, I mean, I tell people all the time not to give me anything, you know. So keep it cool. simple. That way, I don't got to get you nothing. And it's a very easy and simple mm-hmm. transaction. Is that is that fair to say? Yeah, it is. Yeah. Keep the so, circle tight. Uh, so anyway, yes, we'll get into all of that today here on the show we have a national championship set between, I think, two potentially maybe unlikely um, teams here. Michigan does get it done against Alabama, and then hey. Washington pulls the upset against all odds. How sweaty did that one get yesterday? Very. Uh, hey, that man, that was last play. Ridiculous. It shouldn't have. Definitely it should not have. But Washington and Michael Penix are through to the championship game next Monday. We'll talk about that. Memphis basketball p- continues to roll. We got Penix and we got Penix. Penny in penny, 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 twenty four penny, penny, carrying penny, 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 penny. all our
1: hopes and dreams. It feels like I saw your predictions in the Daily Memphian.
2: Yeah, so we'll get into some maybe uh, some some stock reports here on the local teams uh, for uh, for us in two thousand twenty four. Jessica Benson, I know like everything gets pushed back a day when you're doing like when you're talking about like federal programs, right? So like your 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 uh, you know your trash service is going to be like on yeah, Wednesday uh, now. Yep. I don't think that's the way it works with guests though. I think it's still if you were on Tuesday, you're on Hopefully Tuesday. Hopefully they all know. Yeah. So Jessica Benson gonna join us uh at eleven twenty-five. Talk to her about the Grizzlies, about the Pac-Twelve having a representative. How about that? Mm. I mean, it's only right in the last year of its existence, uh, to have a representative in the championship game, so we'll get into that. And then Trista Crick from BetMGM tonight gonna join us at one twenty-five. Talk to her. Big NBA trade uh over the weekend. I know they got OG. OG finally Wanted on a the long move. Time. Uh, to the New York Knicks in exchange for quite a bit, actually. RJ and- RJ and Emmanuel quickly right. uh and maybe some some other secondary pieces uh in that deal. So we'll talk to her about that and more uh at one twenty five. So that is the show today. Do you have a good uh Christmas, I did. Happy New Year, all that. I'm assuming yours
1: was good, Brad. Yours was good. I'm assuming. It was got up great. to see the family. Yeah, it was good, really nice. Good. good to see you guys. You know, it was everyone taking it. Yeah, we accounted good. for everyone now. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Good yes to to see I think you.
3: we're all here and present, and and things are good. You guys healthy? Everybody got sick over the break. Yeah. I
1: had the influenza for two days.
2: Yes, I had. I, I have a continuing, yeah. persistent case of something. Jake
3: has it. Too. Uh,
2: hard to quite put a finger on it. It's just a lingering condition, really. Uh, I wake up, have a cough. It gets progressively better Man, as the day goes it on. It was in the form
1: against Indiana, I'm telling you. Yeah. Is that, is Anybody that, that went it, to that game came out Was that the patient time. zero
2: was Halliburton? Yes, but we'll take it for that W. You know, there yeah, hasn't been right. any
1: sense <clears throat> yeah, no, in terms of home
2: wins. yeah, no. That's one of the two. There's a lot to touch on with the Memphis Grizzlies, including a New Year's Eve game that was no way to ring in the new year. Okay? No way. So, anyway... Um, let's do a stock report. Okay, that's smart. You like stock reports? Yeah, I just think it's smart. Big, it's a good way to bounce around You're a big stock here. guy. Well, I know
1: it's up for one guy in particular for you. <laughs> I
2: can't wait to hear that yeah, I mean, it's just, I, we haven't even gotten there yet. I mean, because you think, because you read me. Oh, it's coming. That you think you know what I'm going to say. I've been reading you, everything you've, you've been writing. You don't know John what I'm about to say. Okay. That's the beauty of this well, show. Well, who are you starting with? Good to be back. Let's start with... Penny 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 penny, 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 penny. Tomlin,
1: Naquan Tomlin, man, he was a revelation against Austin P, wasn't he? <laughs> he was in those
2: twenty-three minutes. <laughs> he was a revelation against Austin I P. I mean, the fifteen rebounds was. No, it really was. No, it was very, very impressive uh, what he did against Austin what P. in an addition? And it was uh, obviously. I would say this for Memphis basketball. Obviously, the stock report on Memphis basketball is through the roof. Fifteen, are we not? Yes, in the uh, AP top twenty-five. Get everybody caught up. They're finally starting. Still, finally starting to get you know the respect that they deserve. Um, And you know, obviously, the is is a big piece of that. I will say that the two games that happened. I I think there were two games that happened over the Christmas break were much uh, testier than they needed to be. I mean, they were trailing. Uh, was it, Did they trail in the second half, or was it just the first half? Uh, all, all they could have lost that game lost by two. Yes, I feel like they got down. I'm talking about the Austin Peay game, but yes, Vanderb- Vanderbilt as well. I mean, yes. both of them were much closer than the point spread anticipated. Yeah, um, I, I mean – Fau's out here losing. Uh, uh, the, the key is that you came uh, ex- through exactly. those two with the break in exactly. between, and you
1: got the wins. I, I, I that, agree. That we're I not agree. not looking totally. back on stubbing yes. your toe. Yes. You came through non conference kind of 11 and two. It's against one of the best non-conference schedules in the country. That's exactly you right. You absolutely take it. You take the close wins. You're fine with
2: that. Yeah. So uh, since you I mean, you since, move up the rankings. Since you read me, I know you're gonna you're gonna know this reference, but I'm sure a lot of people will not. The the goal for Memphis basketball over the next two months, and it is going to be two whole months, is simply to avoid stepping on a Christmas t- toy in the dark before they get to Florida Atlantic. Yeah, I mean that's what it's going to come down to. Because here here's what you set yourself up for: Memphis is a favorite as of today. Okay, and I, again, I know you guys when you hear me say this, you're gonna you're gonna feel some type of way, but it's just true. Memphis is a favorite to finish its regular season twenty eight and three. They're going to be favored. In, what is it, 17 more games this year, and they're going to be underdogs in one, which is at Florida Atlantic. They're mm. going to be favored in every other single game. Um, even at Tulane, they're going to be favored. It'll probably be shorter. It'll be a shorter number, but um, they're going to be favored in every single game the rest of the way other than at Florida Atlantic. At SMU? Yes. They'll be favored at SMU. Okay. I think. I mean, I'd be shocked. Tim has got as a one-point loss right now
1: just because SMU is a top 50 team. Now, I'm, I'm with you. That yeah. I think by the time we get there. Is SMU good? They're top fifty. Okay. They haven't really knocked I, I, I anybody off. It's, I didn't even it's, realize that it's, it's the next best thing. It looks like after FAU and your conference. Okay, so maybe that's Wichita a pick. State, maybe that's a pick. You know, but you know
2: that's sort of throw that one out. It doesn't yeah. exist. You're going to be favored. Uh, Tulane's one fourteen. SMU's fifty. It's legit. Right. Exactly. Right. Uh, so that's so so. At any rate, Memphis is on pace right now to most likely finish twenty eight and three. If if you sort of stay in line with what the Ken and Vegas projections uh, say you're going to be in a position to, you know, be a three seed, uh, maybe a two seed at 28-3. and three. I mean, I think that's what you're starting to get in the category of, okay, well, you you know, obviously it's going to depend a lot on what the teams you've beat do. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that's unfortunately not looking great for you because Virginia is sliding, Arkansas is sliding. Yeah. You're really hoping and begging Clemson, you know, to win the ACC and, and to be a factor, which they could do. Um I think that's probably going to keep Memphis out of the 2-line and will probably keep them on the 3-line. But, again, when you start talking about you're a 3-seed, Jason, that's Elite 8 territory. You're a mathematical favorite, okay, to at least get to the Sweet 16. All right. So, what are we talking about here? You
1: well, I, 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 you're right, and it's fun to think about how high they could get. Where did Lenardi have them last time out? Four? Four, yeah. Um, but I think the key right now, John, and, and what you've done coming through this first 13 games is that you're out of 8-9. You know, as, so long. But you know, barring something unforeseen, barring some letdowns and conference play, and again, it, it even feels like with some of your depth, you could perhaps sustain an injury or two and still be able to keep this thing going. The point, the mission was get out of eight nine, and there was no certainty of that. Again, especially with the way FAU started, you know, second place teams in the American, that that's sort of where you've been. Um, but that was the reason you put the schedule together the way you did. Penny told you even before he knew who was on the team. Uh, you put this non-conference schedule together for this reason, to get out of that 8-9 slot, and I think you can comfortably feel like through 13 games of the season that you've accomplished that mission. How high you can get now, we'll see. And again, I tell you, what you're what you're laying out in front of Memphis, that, that's, a, that's a tough road to hold because you're not going to get any credit for beating any of these American athletic teams. And in fact, you're probably going to drop because metrically they're so bad. You're probably going to drop in some of these these metrics, the net, Ken Palm, those kinds of things. But uh, just take care of business, and yeah, by the time you look up, who knows? It could be a three, it could be a four. Yeah. Um, but the good thing is, feels like you're at eight nine. Yeah, that's a the, the way oh, I would oh, bottom wow, I mean, that's that. I mean, again, last year you ten and three. In the non-conference. Right. You're one game better against a substantially better schedule. Right. But we're, we're not talking 8-9. We're talking out of that. At least that's, that's something I think you yeah. can hang your hat on. I would. Obviously, we'll see what happens with how high they can get. I would, yeah, But exactly. you have played yourself out of that barring. You know, just some breakdown,
2: meltdown in conference play. Yeah, I, I don't think this team's going to let that happen. That's the key.
1: That's the key, John, to the to the next weekend,
2: to the second weekend. I would set the over under right now on Memphis's seed in the NCAA tournament at three and a half. That's what I would. and It could go under and it could go over, but I think that's sort of where you Yeah, okay, I
1: mean, to... if you're the second place team in the American, are they giving you a three? Are they giving you a three seed? No, you you're probably looking at a five then. Well, uh, yeah, but but the key is you may not like, you may
2: not be second now though. I mean, you may you know oh you might, you may very well be a better team, especially with the Tomlin addition. Exactly, you could, uh, John, you could
1: run it, and then I think you're talking about being one of those. But my point is, there's still a scenario where you're the second best right. team in the American, and that team did and you're at a five
2: or six, but you're out of that eight nine. That, that's you're exactly. Out right. of that eight, nine even spot. if you're a five, even if you're in the five twelve game, all it's, you have to do is beat so a four seed to get to the yes, sixteen. Yes, I mean, dude. Yeah, it's 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 an obvious that's improvement. the way to the second weekend. It's an obvious improvement. So the stock report for Memphis basketball going into 2024 oh, way, way up. is obviously extremely high. Okay, moving on.
1: Uh, tip of the gap to Penny Hardaway on his uh, nomination to the Hall of Fame. Yeah, Hall of
2: fame. fame. We've been talking about that for a while. We we talk, We talked. had this discussion when Grant Hill went in.
1: Well, I, and I talked about when, t- yeah, it, it, when did Grant go in. It was I, we like did, three did, or or did, four did, years ago, I think right? we discussed it last year. I should say we discussed it. 2022, Tim Hardaway goes in. Man. I know Killer Crossover, uh, Tim Hardaway, had a great career. But you cannot tell me he changed the game in the way that Penny Hardaway did. And I just I, I keep going back to I, – I use Tim Hardaway as an example. Played 13 seasons. And sure, if you're looking at career average, it's a lot better than Penny's because much of those 14 seasons for, for 2018 was when Grant Hill went in. Well, we yeah. should have been talking about it again in 2022 because if Tim Hardaway is in, Penny right. Hardaway should be. Exactly. In. And, and I thought DeCoursey, former Tigers beat writer, now with Sporting News – Made a great point in terms of he he wrote a piece about Penny and why he should be in and made the case that he's an outlier right now probably a long shot but he is the Gale Sayers of the NBA when it comes to a short career but for those five four or five years you knew you were watching Hall of Famer when you were watching him and and obviously the injury changed everything the injuries to his knees changed everything but. Um, Penny Hardaway, a great case to be made that he is the Gale Sayers of the NBA and should be in. Anyway, I, I hope whether it's this year or in the future, when you add what he's doing with coaching now, that at some point we're talking about Penny Hardaway going in. But tip of the cap to him for getting the nomination.
2: Exactly right, yep. uh, and I, I agree with you because influence should matter. Influence should matter on the game. Um, and I know no that's his question, his,
1: Penny, is, I, Tim Hardaway never even got to a finals,
2: right? Like, like no. Well like again He's when you one time uh first team all NBA Penny was twice. And, and it's not like Penny played one year in the league and, and you know and he's like an urban legend. Yeah, we're just talking about one year. He was in the league really for a, four a long year, time. A year. It was really about
1: a four or five years. And he
2: still played. Like he just wasn't as electrifying as he was in that span. But he still played. I mean, yeah. he was playing into two thousand nine, two thousand ten. I, I mean, hope
1: momentum builds, man, and the, that people can uh, can sort of common sense him in there, like uh, because he
2: changed. The, he was changing the game. And that and, and, and his shoe is, is a part of no culture. Question. And when you pull Kevin Durant aside and LeBron aside and these and these vets who are thirty and older, and you ask them who you model and pattern and look up to when you were coming up to a man they're all gonna say penny and when you're talking about those guys as hall of famers those guys as champs the best ever played the game how can you not put the dude they looked up to in the hall of fame yep i mean i know there be like oh you guys are homers
1: you know you know this ain't oh. about no Donald, Donald, do. anybody that watched him play knew they were watching hall of fame go material. watch uh and this if, if gale can get in for four or five years of what he
2: did in the nfl then Penny Hardaway should be should ha- has a very similar case. Exactly yes. right. All right. Uh, on to other matters. The Memphis Grizzlies stock report. Now, prior to Man, New Year's good. Eve, I would have said, "Man, this thing is going to be great for 2024." Ja is back. It's infectious. He got sick too, uh, and John ja did get sick. Yeah, um,
1: missed the Denver game, and yes. then he hadn't been the same since. Really.
2: But then, man, when the Kings came in on New Year's Eve and they just disemboweled you like that with guys coming back, with Smart back, with Luke Kennard back. Mm-hmm. And shooting Luke Kennard back and shooting well. That was that that was a, a reminder of just how long the road is to get to the play-in. You're now what, five games back? Six. Six games back. Back at the excuse 10,
1: me. which is the Lakers who are 17-17.
2: Um, this is going to be difficult. Mm-hmm. and it's unlikely. It's unlikely. It is. Because you can't afford Ja to miss. He missed the Denver game. And you can't afford games like that, especially at home. So you because you started in such a hole, you have no room for error. And, and I think, you know, there's going to be games like that, man. There's going to be nights like that where the ball doesn't go in the hoop, where, you know, guys hurt, guys are in and out of the lineup, you know. I mean, if they get to the play-in, it's great. But it's like I, I had to. I had to when I saw because I was like, "Oh man, that's, this is a great spot for the Grizz at home against a Kings team that they're going to take very seriously." Everybody's back, you know right, what I'm saying? Right. Like this is a this is a great spot for the Grizz, and they just laid an egg, and it was a reminder to me, like, "Yo, I I got to take a step back with my expectations for this team because we're asking a lot of them to go, you know, whatever it is, 37 and 20, you know, 38 and 19." Because with availability and just the the law of averages, it's very difficult to do that. Um, to your point,
1: you know, beating the Pelicans a couple times even down there, yep, is one thing. But when you're going against the Denvers, the Clippers, who oh by the way are playing well now, uh, with after that James Harden addition, Kings, they're just in a, on a different level than you. And we can say, you know, it, it, and I even go back to the the three losses to Houston, you know, teams that you're going to need to pass. You know, right now, Golden State's out of it. And I could see them staying down, but you still need Lakers. You need Rockets to come. And the Rockets have beaten you three times this season. And so my my, my point is you're now going to start to see some of the best teams. And we saw the other night, even with Luke Kennard back and healthy, Marcus Smart, who's playing solid in this role that you envisioned for him when you brought him over now that Jaws back, still not even remotely close to being enough. And so that that's the issue for you now is – you are know, six games back. It's not four and a half anymore. You could lose ground so quickly, and they have in this three game losing streak. And so, um, man, you just realize how long, you know, how costly that 25 game suspension really was. Um, it's not just that we know. You know the 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 plethora of, of wings that haven't given you anything, the injuries obviously that you put above that. But it is uh, it is far. It feels like far too deep a hole uh, at this point, especially with the kinds of teams that you'll have to beat. To be jumping over teams to get in the play-in. So again, six games out, um, we just saw a relatively healthy squad get dismantled by the the, the Kings. It's going to be tough. I'm I'm going to enjoy watching it because yeah, obviously John Moran is trying to you know make up for lost time here and what he's cost this franchise. It's seemingly this year, but uh, this this feels like it's going to prove to be do- too difficult. Even Harrington is yep. sort of writing as much. Yep. Over at the Daily. M- I mean, you it's, know, like, it's like it's if it happens, great. You know? Only, you know, the only thing you're doing with this season is you're deciding what you're going to do. I guess at center, and whether it's you know, it's going to have to be something that applies to next year if you are. But what you're not going to do is make some move with the few assets that you have left just to win three or four more games and make a plan. This needs to be about you know, research now, finding out what you need next to those main three guys, and as best as you can. And um, yeah, in the end. You know these, this that those decisions by
2: John Morant likely to have cost you a season here, yep. just in terms of playoff yep. contention. agree totally. It's so unfortunate. The stock, I think, is it, for 24 for these Grizzlies. I think you have to say is unfortunately that's, that's what we've seen last three down, times. but it's been down. It's been down. Uh, you know, so that's not necessarily a change there. And then I, I think this one is just obvious. This is just I don't I don't even know why I'm, I'm verbalizing this because I think it's just so blatantly obvious and flagrantly obvious to everybody that's watched at all for any amount of time. Memphis football. I mean the 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 there's a hole, there's a hole in the ozone layer with how high and up this arrow is pointing after an absolute beatdown on Iowa it State. It
1: was, it was, it was thorough.
2: And look, what is up with that defense? That defense, night and day difference. Well, we made a change. We made a change. Yeah, tra- Hank we, we, is calling the D. We pushed former linebackers Matt Barnes out of here. And we got we got a new. Uh, we made you know, Brad take him signal caller. That's that didn't right. Make huh. me
3: feel good actually, seeing how good they got when he was gone. What in the world? Well, they that like zero rushing
2: yards. He's a co. He's a co down there, right? He's co.
3: It, yeah, they got the guy from Alabama that they're trying to cover him with, but man, yeah. and, and I think they're going to get a couple of the guys from Memphis to come over. But it makes you feel like dog crap when you see what they did on Absolutely. on the 29th.
2: Yeah, look, uh, I mean. Anything to add? I mean, it was just another 10-win season in the books, uh, routing of a Big 12 team. I believe that um – Brett Yormark actually wanted to FaceTime after that one. May stop. <laughs> he wanted to see what here was up. Go. There was a lot of that. that one, take, uh, us, I
3: mean, take us today. Yeah. Take us Big 12 Flowers today. Flowers for you, Memphis, right? I mean, absolutely. Yeah. I We're mean, ranked. Uh, Basketball's
2: ranked 10-3. and this, Rod this? Taylor's back. Seth Hennigan is back. Come on. Let's go, man. Yeah, AAC good- is absolute trash. Yeah. Man, we finna go undefeated.
1: Uh, should win. <laughs> I mean, for real. That team.
2: That, I don't know what their schedule is next year. Oh, they play like Arkansas, right? Florida State will be an L. Oh, they have play. They have Florida State. Yeah, yes. it's on the road. With uh, if,
3: if if Florida State looks like they did, they got a the week. No, we got we got a, we, got we got Oregon State's quarterback yeah. now, so you're not going to be playing a true Jordan freshman who game, was playing uh, Saint George's helpful. last Damn. year.
2: Yeah, yeah. We I think I, I liked our chance against that Florida State. Team. Yeah. <laughs> no, they, yeah, they had they were thin, bro. Yes. Still got a shot to be uh, the American champ and, and be in the playoff. Oh, they they have to win the league next year. There's no excuses. I mean, they they, they yes. have to. I mean, Tulane's lost their coach. Houston, uh, excuse me. Uh, SMU's gone. Yep. Um, Frank is gone. Frank Harris is gone. Yep. I mean, there's no excuse. Now, I, I mean, I mean, I will say UTSA got uh, uh what's his name, uh, Josh McCown's son. He was dealing in that game against Marshall. So they, but he, but it doesn't matter. You have to win the league next the year. You
1: yep, have Seth Hennigan back. Yes. All-time passing
2: yes. so the, And they're going to be overwhelming favorites. They're going to be the preseason pick. I don't think there's anybody that comes close to Memphis next year. I really don't um, in terms of talent. There's a returners, things like that. So I know I know that you are excited um, just in terms of the, the possibilities. Excited. You know, we we were texting all throughout the break, just about we were kind of going through the too deep uh, for Memphis. Yeah, so sure. and we one by one. I mean, it was just like upgrade, 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 upgrade. So yes, um, you bring bringing back, your guys, the the big, the most important pieces. Yeah, the 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 arrow is definitely up.
1: Um, John, basically, I, I accused him of writing to me. Uh, in his when it came to Memphis football, in terms of his 2024 predictions, because he said that Memphis football with Ryan Silverfield to helm and Seth Hennigan back is going to have a great year, but there will still be the naysayers. The, the, those, the, those let negative the negative naysayers those negative nays <laughs> that find something, whether it's the play calling Lake. or the defense Lake. that's underachieving, Lake. they'll find something to complain Lake. about when it comes to Ryan Silverfield. I felt like he was Lake. talking directly yeah. to me as I was reading that column. I'm I should just I, added you in. there. I have made the case, and I, Jeff was on this point too at one point where here toward the end of the season we were talking about the possibility of winning ten games, and everything else. No, you don't win a conference title, but you are happy for those players because they've stuck to it. Nobody, uh, nobody let go of the rope, and Ryan Silverfield clearly had a group there, led by Seth Hennigan, that um, felt it had something to prove there at the end. That felt like it had been disrespected and dismissed uh, a couple of times this year, and we made the point. So happy for those players, in particularly in the effort they put forth. But I'll add Ryan Silverfield to it. I am happy for him because this couldn't have been fun. It, I mean, it had to be. It had to be awful in the sense that you got you're yeah. sitting there on nine wins after what after you beat Temple. And nobody wants to give you any credit. Hell, you got some that are saying you shouldn't even be given a contract extension in terms of going forward. And so, for him to come through and get the effort that he did from that team, put together that game plan that they did defensively, too. Because that was, I thought the defensive effort was as impressive as Seth Hennigan was out there dealing offensively. Because it was night and day difference in terms of the, the dominance that you saw on that side of the ball, especially when it came to stopping the run. And so... I will throw Ryan Silverfield in the pot of I'm happy for. Because, again, John, what you want to feel is good about your football program going into the next year. Coming off of a 10-win of a season, just the fifth time in school history, but it's about the future and how do you feel about it. Well, I feel pretty good. I feel pretty good. Should could you could you make the argument? Well, no. I mean, fourth place shouldn't be good enough in the American. Uh, things have to uh, absolutely. You could, but there's no reason to come in here cloudy gray day coming off of a Liberty Bowl win in from your own fans against a Big Twelve opponent that you frankly dominated. So I, I'm happy for that entire Memphis football program as it heads into a newly renovated stadium. Hopefully soon you want good product on the field and you're starting. With Seth Hennigan next year, so how could you not be, uh, you know, up exactly. in terms of the the uh, how you feel about the stock report on Memphis we football? We up, baby. We feeling. Yeah. Now, real I don't good. know what's all in that contract extension that you talking about pushing over, but oh. we'll we will uh, we we happy for the program and for Ryan Silver. Yeah, I got some fine print for you. Just uh, put your readers on. I'm a spell it out. Now, for I tell you. you that Boise State coach he still got hit after a ten one season. Now, I you we're going into that. Now, again. Fall on your face with Seth Hennigan. Right. As the conference, oh yeah, no, you preseason cannot. favorite you cannot. That's a different story. Again, he's right. set up. He's he's set up for success. Just got you got to go have. Did it. a great job in the transfer portal last year. No yep. reason to think he's not going to do that again. It Looks like he's had some good additions already. You're adding it to what uh, should be a pretty solid offense. I, I'm I'm eager to see what they do defensively. Are you bumping up Hankins based on one performance in the you know against Iowa State in terms of defensive coordinator? Are you going outside? Uh, very eager to see what they do defensively, but a- shout out to the uh, the Memphis Tigers a ten and three season. That's 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 a good thing for that. Uh,
2: at, at a opportune time, to be honest, and no question about yeah. that. A lot of change in in college athletics as no question. So you know, hopefully it hopefully it happens sooner than later, and and you're in a position to. You know, wave your pamphlet. Hey, 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 hey! Guys, at me. like like Stan. I mean, going, going right. to they going to the draft, but they stay to exactly. play. That I mean, that says that's, a, that's lot. a lot about yes, about the culture of your program. It absolutely. I mean, they, no, I can't, I, I, you know, you can't fight that. They wanted to give that man that. a Gatorade bath so bad they broke his forehead open, man. Oh my God! Is that true? Yes, yes. they busted his forehead open is, with uh, the his damn, head. He was bleeding. He was bleeding in the postgame interview, bro. Yeah.
1: I, I missed that. I just heard it. That's always
2: it. the danger. That's always yeah, it the is. danger. you to be careful. These guys are so big and strong, yep. and they can never lift I'll the Gatorade bath yeah. high enough. Yes. And I would say, like, I, like if I'm Ryan Sewer, I don't know who did it, but I'd say, y'all need to get in the weight room. <laughs> y'all hit me in the forehead. Get that thing out. up. Y'all need to get y'all's conditioning better. Y'all should be able to lift the Gatorade bath high enough over my head to where I don't have to get stitches after this game <laughs> is over. You know? Yeah. I mean, maybe y'all need to drop down a level. Austin P.
1: am sure he was happy to get <laughs>
2: Arkansas it. State. If you
1: had told him he was going to bleed at the end of that one, to get in, but you're getting a fourth
2: yeah! bowl win for Hit Ryan Silverfield again!
1: in the Liberty Bowl, you'd have taken it all. Open me up. Yep. I want more. It's just a little blood.
2: That's exactly right. All right, we'll come back. Jessica Benson's going to join us on the other side. Talk to her about the Grizzlies, national championship game, and college football. Lots to get to with our friend JB on the other side. Jason and John, howdy, China FM, ESPN. Call from mom. Answer
4: it
0: Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today.
2: Jessica Benson is a future member of the USC Broadcasters Hall of Fame. No question about that. Brad kind of setting that table here. Uh, joins us every single Tuesday here on the show. Catcher on Grand City Media. Jessica Benson, show with C.J. Herrick. Catcher on the Grizz Radio Network. Pac-12 representative in the building. How How you feeling?
4: Oh, I'm feeling great. I don't know if you guys remember, but a couple months ago came on this show and was asked to give my four members of the college football playoff this year, and I said, Washington? And you all laughed at me. You laughed. Like like a Pac-12 team would actually make it. And not only do they make it, they make it to the national championship game. What a beautiful end of it all for the Pac-12. Got yeah. a little
2: scary. Yeah, it did. But you did
1: get hey, through. It did.
4: I mean, I I'll say this like <laughs>
2: I mean, I, I don't know what the ailment is for Dylan Johnson, but yeah. it, isn't it, it like doesn't somebody have to say, bro, roll off the field, just roll, yeah. like <laughs> if know. you if you if you stop this clock, you know, I know, I know you're I know you're in pain, but you got to you got to like you, you got to roll off the field, bro, and it almost cost him,
4: it really I almost know. did. This isn't even a good example. Have either of you seen the Iron Claw yet, the movie on the... I've Fire Obviously, family? I've,
2: I've heard so much about it, and I've seen all the, you know, sad reviews. I mean, I know the, the, the story. I've not seen the movie yet, though.
4: Okay, well, yes, it's tragic, and I bawled like a little baby at the end. But there's a moment where he, like, hits the ground so hard, and a part of it was he, he had to get back up and get in the ring to try and go, and I'm not a wrestling aficionado by any means, but was trying to go for the championship belt or whatever it is and his dad yells at him because you just had to get back up you got to get back up so i try to never truly understand when someone is feeling the physical pains that have to do with sports because god i can't even imagine uh, getting injured in a situation like that i tore my achilles and was screaming like a psycho on the court at fedex forum um, but yes it, in my from the comfort of my couch i was like come on just get out of bounds just keep rolling just keep going
1: what kind of chance you give them against Michigan, Harbaugh, and the boys?
4: Michigan. I, I thought Michigan was so impressive yesterday uh, against Alabama. The coaching by Jim Harbaugh, the play of J.J. J. McCarthy. Um, just the overall physicality of that group makes me a little nervous, but I think what Washington has going for it, and you once again saw it last night, as Michael Penix Jr. is just throwing Man. dart after dart after dart. I looked at one point early on in the game, and they were averaging – 23 yards a play and it's that explosive playability um that they were able to obviously continue onward against a pretty good texas defense uh, the texas defense or especially the secondary isn't remarkable by any means but uh michael penix jr is just truly one of the best players in college football you could have made a case that he was the best player in college football this year, yep. and so with him on your side and that receiving core that they have, even if Dylan Johnson isn't good to go. I mean, Texas made them pretty one-dimensional yesterday, and they were still able to take advantage of it. So I think just because you have that ability, it leads me to at least continue onward with some semblance of hope that the Pac-12 could end with one college football playoff national championship before they go out and beat
3: yeah, yeah it what, a, what a story would be. be
4: unreal. I really wish that this game could be played at the Rose Bowl. Like it just feels like Michigan Washington yeah. should be in Pasadena with the sun setting over the San Gabriels and not. In Houston, no disrespect to Houston, right? Um, but that's where they'll have to play it.
2: So that is where they have to play it, and it's appropriate because Washington will not be winning it. Uh, I actually, John assists. I, I think, uh, I think it's a great story. Michael Penix is a great player. Some of the throws he was making last night—I mean, it's one of those all-time great college football performances. It was Vince Young-esque. Yeah. It was just through the air, uh, and, and I and I saw Vince Young there, and I I'm wondering, you know. What is, what's happened, you know? Why has Vince Young gotten so fat? But that's a separate discussion. Bruce. It happens, John, you <laughs> to, to great athletes. But, but uh, I think Michigan puts it into it. I do. I think that defense, I mean, you saw it yesterday with, with Jalen Milrow. I mean, they are yeah. just they just lock down guys and get to the – I mean, they were just in his – they were in the backfield the whole time. And I know Washington's offensive line is better than Alabama's, no no doubt about that. But um, I just think Michigan's going to find a way to, to – Limit and pinnocks in a way that Texas could not, and uh, yeah, and, and and it's look, it's good, it's Goodell handing the the Super Bowl trophy to Bill Belichick and Tom Brady. Okay, that's what it is. <laughs> nobody wanted to see that. Nobody wanted. Nobody was rooting no. for that. But guess what? Did it happen? It did. And so is this. So it was
4: such a bizarre life experience last night watching it for watching the Rose Bowl with Michigan and Alabama. And unless you are a fan of one of those two teams, like they're two pretty big villains in the college football landscape so you're in overtime and who do you cheer for like i changed my mind all throughout the game and then i wanted the game to never end so i was hoping alabama would tie it up and go to a second overtime but there's no there's no real winner Uh, in the heart of a college football fan. Although, I will say, I am just thrilled that for the first time ever, there's no Alabama, Georgia, Clemson, Ohio State. Like, thankfully, we have Mm -hmm. been freed from having to see one of those teams over and over and over again.
1: How impressed were you by what Memphis accomplished in terms of winning the Liberty Bowl?
4: Ooh, I was so thrilled for Ryan Silverfield. And then I immediately saw people already shifting the goalposts of, well, they beat a Big 12 team, but it was just a bottom-tier, middle-of-the-road Big 12 team. Miss me with that. Like, it's a Big 12 team in a legacy, name-recognizable bowl. It's the hometown bowl being here in Memphis. It's a Big 12 team, which is a conference that has continued to turn its back on you and, and doesn't want you to be a part of their club. And it was the game in front of Memphis. And for them to come out and not only win, but win in the fashion in which they did it. Defensively, so impressed with that interim defensive coordinator to have just nine practices and hold Iowa State to zero rushing yards. I mean, that's beyond impressive. And it creates creates great momentum going into next year, right? And I know there's so much conversation about the status of bowls and do bowl games even matter for one thing. If they can give you a positive feeling going into the next year, that's something to really hold on to. I mean, my yeah. wonderful institution, USC, maybe we found our quarterback of the future, our replacement for Caleb Williams in the holiday bowl with them beating Louisville and Miller Moss putting on a good show. Like if you're able to feel good about your team going into the off season, that's far better than the alternative. And I think Memphis very much is in that place with the return of Seth Hennigan and Rap Taylor and others.
2: Yeah. Why did uh why did the Kings have to uh you know, ruin everything <laughs> yeah it's like the record scratched right you know yeah. like it's like it was like a part like we were like you know the thing was you know bumping <laughs> everything was cool man feeling good got the, and then and then <laughs> like damn whoa wait a minute that was that was like a, a rude awakening there was that i, I we were talking about it before you came on it just it just felt like a a, a, a stark reminder of just how I- improbable this Climb is going to be we we maybe got a little carried away I, and and I don't I don't even think it was like wrong to do I mean they beat the Pelicans twice they were doing things they they were winning and that was was not happening uh, in in the previous twenty five games much to speak of but it it just sort of felt like okay like you know don't get ahead of yourself here you're in a massive hole and and if you have too many more nights like that you're not going to be able to 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 do this which is make it into the play in yeah
4: and I think you know when that game specifically, yes, they had lost to the Nuggets and the Clippers, but those were on the road. And this was back home on New Year's Eve and an opponent in the Kings who had been struggling a bit themselves, even though they're still a top five team in the West. And so, and, and getting everyone back with Luke Kennard coming back and Derek Rose coming back. And it was Marcus Smart's first game back at FedEx Forum, even though he rejoined on that road trip. And so you chose to, to grasp on to the optimism of, the four games that they won to start Jaws return. And instead um, it was kind of like a a giant spotlight placed on some of the deficiencies that this group is going to continue to have to deal with. And, And particularly, you know, the, the struggle of the center position right now, which is the weak spot on this group. And it's not like it's rocket science. We knew it was going to be a challenge when, Uh, the team found out that Steven Adams wouldn't be available for the rest of the year. And I know there's still some hope, and Brandon Clark said that, you know, he's hoping to come back after the All-Star break, and that's good and great, but it might be too far gone. When you're climbing out of a hole, it's such a cliche. Every game counts, but it really does. And so a game like that against the Kings where you had zero offensive rebounds going into the fourth quarter, you end with one, you get out-rebounded, you get out-scored in points in the paint, you were out physical. It just felt like everything tumbled into a – Reality check of a place, but at least you have fingers crossed. I mean, you have the Spurs tonight, and they've only won five games this year. And then you have the Raptors tomorrow, who do seem to have gotten something significant with Emmanuel quickly and RJ Barrett coming over in that OG and Anobi trade. But these two games, they are must wins for the Grizzlies, and it's just a, a stark reminder of how the vibes can. Ebb and flow so quickly, and I guess peak and tank as well.
1: What What was your thought on Chandler Parsons and Chandler's <laughs> criticism of Ja's celebration dance down in New Orleans? I know what my partner thought. I saw the the uh, the GIF on on Twitter. It was the Rock saying "Shut up," as you you know, and the other word that follows it. What, what I, did that you wasn't me. What did you think of Chandler Parsons now trying? You know, now the the NBA critic on uh, on on Ja.
4: Yeah, I thought it was so annoying. And dumb, and frankly, just an unnecessary blot in everybody's holiday celebrations. Like, so much energy had to be wasted um, having a debate that never needed to be a debate in the first place. And I really wish, I understand that this sounds really optimistic and naive, but I just wish that as people, We could do a better job of admitting when we were wrong about something. It doesn't make you less of a person. In fact, it can make you more of a person. And if instead of doubling down and creating the the war of Memphis Grizzlies, Twitter versus Chandler Parsons and Michelle Beadle and the FanDuel TV experience in its totality, if it had just been like, hey, you know what? I looked at this, and I recognized, actually, this was an incorrect take, and Ja was just celebrating, and we don't have to make this anything more than it is. And, you know, you saw even uh, today there was someone sent to me pointing out the difference in how Barstool uh, treated that celebration, and Quinn Ewers did it in the Texas game last night. And Quinn Ewers by no means is the only player, I swear. Now there's been such a microscope on the Rock Your Hips celebration I saw it at least a dozen times between the NFL games over the weekend and the college football, various bowl games, including the playoff games last night. And when it's Quinn Ewers, it's like, ooh, look, Quinn Ewers is having fun. And when it's Ja, it's, you know, oh, it's a gun reference. This is the problem. And that's more a testament of some of the significant problems that we still have um, with sports media and just like inherent racism within sports media. Yeah. And so ultimately it was just, uh, it was so frustrating. And I was both happy that we – our shows at Grand City Media were off last week, so we didn't have the chance to talk about it, um, and I was glad that we didn't have to get into the mud with it. But also, like, I wanted to fight back on behalf of Jaw as well. I think you're
2: right. I, I think I like the way you <laughs> framed that. If, if, if Chandler Parsons ever fixes his lips to say anything about anything I mean, involving the Memphis Grizzlies, it should just be this: "Thank you." But Lou,
1: Lou essentially said the same thing, right? But we're not we're not holding Lou up as as you know. That he well, crossed the line. I, like, is that because Chandler kinda, played years? I think Lou kind of came at it
2: in a different – like, I think Lou was a little bit more good faith about it. Lou, Lou was like, yo, just like – I, I thought he was saying
1: – The NBA's too, watching. Yeah, like, okay. he was
2: just like the NBA's watching. And, and Chandler's like, when are you going to get serious with your family and, and right. like, okay. you your dad? And
4: yeah. your, I thought it took a way more, like, sanctimonious approach which
2: is 100%. Right? Like, bro, you just you just need to sit some topics out. Okay. And, and this is one of them. Like, if you're not educated or informed on the situation at hand, it's okay to just say, you know, look, I don't know what was necessarily going on here, you know, and so I don't. Or to come back and say you got it wrong. Right. It's Like, it's like J.J. J. J. Reddick out. did. Yeah. Yeah. J.J. Yeah. J. J. Reddick, like, like was, was wrong, and he's ag- and acknowledged that. So it's okay to exactly. do that. People just, and you know, people are so ahead. egotistical. People just hate admitting when they're wrong. It's just like, it's like people hate mm-hmm. that.
4: Yeah, and it becomes such a thing on social media, too. I don't know what it does to a person's brain when, like, large groups are coming out and saying, like, you're wrong. And rather than being able to take a step back and say, oh, you know what, you're right, I did get this wrong. Instead, it's like a full frontal assault on trying to dig your heels in and refuse acknowledgement that – you know, you just messed up a little bit. That's okay. That's okay. But that's not the that's not the world we live in. I will I will vow to do that in 2024, though, and I hope others
2: do too. <laughs> yeah, Jessica, you're the best. Thanks for your Thank time. You so as Thank you so much,
4: Happy New Year,
2: basketball fans. the service of single Tuesday here on the
1: show. Yeah, there was no reason to ask about USC basketball. No, because that's bad. It's really bad, man. And we should not bring it up.
2: Yeah, it's just they lost five of six. It's not relevant they're six and seven, man. What about Boogie? Man, Boogie doing his thing. He's just, you know, it's like uh, Michael Jordan with, they, in the in the on the Monstar Mountain. Are they trying to force feed us Bronny? And it's messing up the no, chemistry. It's not that it's okay, because
1: I've watched none, like, other than a, I guess that. his they're first just, game. It's,
2: it's weird because they do have Bronny and the Isaiah Collier kid, who people love. But man, I don't know that team. That team is. Yeah, just, them folks it's, sad. it's not very good. It's just not. Um, but yes. Yeah, and I'm having,
1: I got some reservations about uh, Caleb. You know, my Bears locked up the number one pick. Uh huh. With uh, Jacksonville's win over Carolina. Yep. And now I'm not sure. Because Kayla's been putting out mixed signals too about whether or not the Bears should draft him.
2: I mean, I, I just can't keep up with y'all, man. Y'all got me in trouble. Because I, I was How just we get you in trouble. Because I was just going off what you tell me every week, bro. I was doing this bet show last night with Beck UL, and they asked me about Justin Fields, well, and I just well, I thought what was the, the question? They was like, what What do they do with Justin Fields? Okay, well, you and, know the right answer. What you because, tell Because I said, listen, he's got one year left on his deal. He ain't shown enough over enough. The, the sample size is too small. Well, it's
1: like two. You got you got you got next year, and then you got the player control. You got right the, the right control you. Year, right. Option
2: year, but I mean, yeah. anyway, short term, ahead. right? Short yes. term. Yes, and he hasn't shown enough. Uh, you know, as, as much as as improved as it may be, oh. he hasn't shown enough to commit to him full time and pass on one of these potentially generational quarterbacks. And I got all these Bears fans coming at me saying, "You don't know, Ball Chicago loves Justin Fields." This, I'm like, what? I, I work with the dude every so, week. Who so says sad. that, so that, that, he, that he's gone? Yeah. I'm like, what, what? Am I in an alternate reality? Who's right? And who's wrong? People have lost their minds because it's feel good times right now. Five and two mm-hmm.
1: the last seven,
2: and they think he's our man. That's right. That's right. Rather than
1: looking at it, that's my man. To the plan. That's my man. He's raising his trade value, which it should be as a good thing. You're now, you've now convinced yourself he's the guy, and now you want to pay him and everything else. And that's the wrong move. And hopefully Ryan Poles is not thinking that way. Mm. Again, the right move is the trade his tail Atlanta, the team he just played, the team he just beat. That's the right move. Get a pair of second rounders. Bears don't have a second rounder this year because they gave it up in the Montez Sweat deal, which has obviously made them better. The plan should still be reset the rookie scale deal with a quarterback, a new quarterback, whoever that ends up being. And then, you know, decide whatever else you're going to do with that 10 pick or whatever it ends up being for the Bears. The one pick, obviously, is Carolinas that we've got from that trade last year. So um, you're still on the right side. But what you got was sort of this recency bias. This, this he's looked better here in the last six, seven games at a time where, frankly, we've needed him to because we're trying to raise his trade value. Yep. So stick to the plan. You're still on the right side of it. Bears should move on from Justin Fields.
2: Yeah. Uh, well, we'll see if they do it. I, told, Mo- most, of I told the, the guy- most of the
1: in-studio analysts this weekend still thought, they, they still seem to all resolutely believe the Bears are going to trade him. Yeah, this is good for some other team. You know, Falcons, whoever your Raiders should be taking a look. I, I totally agree. I mean, he makes total so much sense as a as a bridge but, quarterback. But what I don't know now is that if Russell Wilson is going to be available, does that change now? What yeah, the, I mean, it's just the, one the possibly for Justin. But, but again, it, it's a quarterback that a lot of teams could convince themselves we can do well with him he's, as opposed to Fields is better as than Russell feels. Wilson at this yeah, stage. I mean, from from what at you, this stage, if you're looking at the measure on the and last shows, five he's or probably six weeks. cheaper. I mean, I know he's actually
2: definitely cheaper.
1: So I, I don't. Well, you're gonna have to. You're gonna have two years of control with Fields, and then you'll exactly. be able to make another
2: decision. So. No, I think. I think Fields is. I mean, you could actually get something for. Like what my point was, Chicago. I know that those 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 uh, they're five and two, like you said, and 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 the vibes are better now. But if you guys don't take one of these quarterbacks. For two straight years, John. Right. You'd be trading out of the one
1: spot, not taking a QB for two straight years for uh, Justin
2: just, Fields, who has shown you really ain't
1: really. This not ain't no much. future Hall of Famer we're talking about here. Now, exactly. It's, it's a guy that's played better in an offense designed now rather than a, hey let's just let's just let's just feature him, let him run, let him do whatever because we're trying to raise his trade value. That's what you got to remember. <laughs> I respect the loyalty, from the Bears the fans. I, I mean, I, that's part of the thing. Well, that, much like with Grizzlies fans yeah. and, the four, and the four, the four wins yeah. you get, yeah. you're so thirsty. Exactly. And when
2: you see it, you think, "Oh, it's fixed! Like We've, we're we're good, we're good now." As I was saying, and it I a didn't lot even, more. I didn't even think I was saying anything remote. I thought I was saying something no, that no, was obvious. I thought I was saying something. No, no, Chicago
1: just, fans are happy with the way he's played, and, and some have gone back to
2: that. Oh, that but that should be great the great because now you can maybe get two seconds in the hundred percent. You know what I'm saying like that. That's great for y'all. Y'all cannot pass up because if Caleb Williams does go on, or or Drake May does go on, or Jane Dale does take go on, CJ
1: Stroud and you didn't take one of these guys,
2: bro. That's, that's it. Who, who, You'll the, never the general, forgive who's yourself. Who's the general manager that went on and lived after that? And well, it, it's going to be every time one, one of these those guys dudes will takes be a game hundred percent, man. We, and we just saw it with Stroud; he just literally changed the whole franchise in one year. Exactly right. And oh, by the way, Jordan loves hooping. I don't know if you saw what he did to Minnesota overall. that's Minnesota, dude. I can't believe
1: you were texting me about that trash. There's a good chance we're going to take him out next week, this
2: week. Oh, no, you're taking him out. They they need the win to get in the playoffs. Bro, y'all are not beating Green Bay. And then, and then and then y'all gonna be like, get Justin Fields out of here. Well, I've been there the whole time. No, and that's no I, I ain't changed. And that's what I'm like. I'm like shocked. I don't move the like, goalposts. Do I not work with a Bears fan every day? Like, what the hell is going on, man? <laughs> I don't even think You're I was still saying on the right so You
1: just got caught up by people who have fallen back the, in the, love the, the, the present tense with, with the athleticism and the
2: running field. Prisoners of the that, moment that you only won three games with last year. By the yeah. way. You you, you know. exactly right. You can't forget that stuff, man. And and the reality of the situation is you have to, you're running an organization. You're running a business. You're trying to make good decisions for the future of your franchise. Well,
1: and resetting the rookie de- the rookie exactly. deal at like quarterback
2: is the huge thing. Is the huge bonus here? Because you, you, you could commit to this guy and he, could, and he could get hurt with, with the way he plays, or he could stink. I mean, well, I mean, look at Daniel Jones and the the, the you know sort of the extension they gave him. And and they don't what? know now. And then what? Yeah, I'd I would just so, so, uh, as I said. Sometimes it's just good for everybody involved to get a change of scenery. And I think that's kind of what we're dealing with with Fields and the Bears. Yeah, he ain't Lamar. Right. He ain't Lamar Jackson, y'all. He's, he's a, and that man right there. I think he's a decent quarterback. Is
1: your MVP. Lamar had a good break. That's, hey, it's been a My good gosh, few weeks for the black team. Holiday. There's
2: no doubt about that. Bro, The black team? That's the Ravens. They're the black team. Remember that whole debate over Christmas break over the black team versus the white team? The Ravens I, are the black team. I missed that. Well, you didn't see the uh, Rashard Mendenhall. Rashard Mendenhall was like, we got to have him. Oh, the
1: Watt and the Watt yeah. in. Yeah, I yeah. saw a little bit of
2: it. I mean, the Ravens have basically no whites. so They have whites. They have a, they? a white tight end. Well, he's hurt.
1: But he's. Could be coming back. They're
2: saying, right? Oh, is that? Well, I'm just saying for the for the last couple weeks. You know, what I'm saying most of the NFL is black, as you know. But we had that. Everybody was like, "Man, what would the spread be if it was the blacks versus the whites?" Well, we kind of saw that with the Ravens and the 49ers. The 49ers are a white team. No, they're not. Yes, are. They you are. Samuel, Trent Williams, Purdy, black. McCaffrey, Kittle. That's as white as it gets in the skill position game, man. All right. And they just. That is, you cannot call that the white team. They got they, plenty of dominant blacks. Bosa. Bosa. And they just dismantled the 49ers. So I'm just saying, bro. The like, folks take apart everybody. Took apart Miami. They are destroying everybody.
1: I mean, yes. My Super Bowl pick. It's done. Miami's gone. Oh, yeah. hell, we'll probably lose the Bills this weekend.
2: Lose the division. Yeah, you are going to lose the Bills. You are going to lose. And in the some Bills.
1: kind of way, if the Bills lose that game, they're not in the playoffs.
2: <laughs> yeah, if the, uh, the uh, Jags beat the Titans and then the Steelers uh, beat the Ravens, I think that's I think that's the scenario that the Bills can miss the playoffs. Um, wow! And the Steelers, bro, they're coming. Never count out Tomlin. Well, he made a quarterback. Never. Change. I said he should have gone to Rudolph earlier. They should have yeah. skipped over Trubisky. Yeah, they should have. Well, he's he's he Rudolph is a good quarterback. And, and, and since everybody's saying he lost good control enough. with uh, with George, all he's done George had not done nothing but shine Bro, since. George made some Pick unbelievable ca- He's catching balls with his balls. I mean, some of the things he's doing. I'm just I, the guy's a freaking ridiculous receiver. When he makes plays, they're electric. You know, and he'll drop some and he'll well, and not block. N- yeah, and he'll not run around or whatever. But man, when that dude comes down with the catch, it's always spectacular. This would be a pretty good final
1: weekend. Really. A lot of playoff ramifications in yeah. games.
2: Bears trying to play spoiler. Yeah, against Green Bay. Yeah. That's fun. That's a that's a good Got one. the number one pick, so it doesn't yeah. even matter what we do. Exactly. Yeah. Y'all are set. So, so good. anyway, we'll get into all of that uh and more in the rundown. College football stick around. Jason and John, on turn FM ESPN. Okay. Picture
0: this.